You have the chance to earn the right to wear the uniforms you have been given. And by going to the front line in Flanders, we'll pierce the enemy. And then you will, in a few short weeks, finally march on Paris! Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. If you want to find the private, I know where he is. I know where he is. I know where he is. If you want to find the private, I know where he is. He's hanging on the old barbed wire. I saw him, I saw him. Hanging on the old barbed wire. I saw him hanging on the old barbed wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. How are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Yeah? It's been a, it's been a long week at work. <laughs> a few few bits going on in the background, but hear me out. Right. At this moment in time, mm-hmm. that our dear listeners are listening to this, Cocaine Bear has been out for two full days. That's the that's the Paddington sequel, right? About his years in Soho. This is it. He sort this of is... moves from Paddy West London, moves into central he sees, London. He sees that one side boob on a Soho street mm-hmm. worker, and that is it. He is railing lines off that curb <laughs> before he fucking knows it. <laughs> Cocaine Bear has been out for two days, which means I've seen it three times. I, we've recorded this before it's out, but I'm just going to say now, <laughs> it was a fantastic experience. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed every Ooh, second of it. Oh, you're taking a risk there. Mate, I can't tempt fate. You know what I mean? It's already been made. It's mm-hmm. already done and dusted. I tell you what, though, I do have a little fucking story about the cinema, thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> cinema World Telford can get in the bin. Not the staff. The staff are fucking lovely. Uh. But I went I, Monday night. Mm. You know this because I phoned you at the time because I was shit, I was shit scared. I'm feigning interest for the sake of the story coming across well. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes me feel much better. <laughs> I decided to go and see Broker. An unlimited screening on Monday. Oh, that lovely new Korean movie, Broker. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lovely film that I've been waiting to see for about a month. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. I'll tell you what, though. I decided to walk there. You know, it was late at night. It was dark. It was all this, that, and the other. It's, country, it's country lanes, though, isn't it? So we'll, yeah, it's we'll country stay. lanes, man. It's fucking nice. But, I, I mean, there's a whole... There's a paranoid thing there about the... the aliens. The big cats of Telford. Yeah. I, don't bring aliens into this. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on edge. But I'm going to... On my walk to the cinema, mm-hmm. I nearly got stabbed <laughs> or mugged one of the two. I didn't stick around to find out which. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I blame TikTok. Right. H- how? You know those stupid videos on TikTok where it's like someone speaking into the bottom of the phone and they're just randomly approaching people in the street and like asking them questions while they make films. I'm familiar with the format. I mean, we spoke to the sure. guy who invented it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dave shared an interview available now, by the way. I go and listen to it. That guy's a fucking genius. Uh, so I'm walking down this country lane and I see this this sort of like there's there's two people at the end of the lane and one one is filming the other and it looks like that this one person is yeah talking into the phone or whatever and uh, like they as I get closer they it looks like they're talking to me but mm. my headphones in I'm just keeping on walking so I looked up and I was like no 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 I don't want to be part of your fucking TikTok or whatever. And <laughs> when I looked to see whether they were holding their phone at me, it was a fucking flip knife. Amazing. Amazing. So, you sure it wasn't just a Motorola razor? They no, do look quite it, sharp. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dude, how good were those phones? They were great. Um, Sorry, yeah, this, you were getting mugged. This fucking, like, as I got closer, they were about 15, 16 years old. Mm. One of them had a flip knife, and I just walked at them with the confidence of someone that didn't want to be in a TikTok. 
And that's what got me through knife crime. Great. The movie was good though, right? No, I got to the cinema and the fucking... They didn't have any subtitles. They had to stop the screening. (laughs) Yeah. So I walked all that way, nearly got stabbed. The movie was on for 10 minutes before anyone realised there is no fucking subtitles. We got to speak to the staff. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Stop the film. Fuck around for a bit. Reload Netflix. to three quarters of the way through just to check whether it's in there. And we're all sitting there like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then someone comes in and just sort of like, yeah, they sent the wrong file. Uh, apparently they just want everyone to watch it in Korean. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. Refunds? Because I've just spent a tenner on popcorn and drink to watch the fucking trailers. Nice one, buddy. So that Cineworld membership's working out well for you, yeah? Huge, huge win in my book. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm grateful that I took that over the Odeon one, which is the exact same price. And I found out that they were screening it with subtitles. <laughs> but it's all right, though. I got in touch with Cineworld and they were like, hey, do you mind telling us what cinema this was? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. No worries. It was Telford. And they were like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, we hope you can catch the film next time. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking sorry. You just made me snitch. And your <laughs> response to me not seeing a film that I've paid for and walked for and nearly got fucking stabbed for was try again later. Solid. Nice one. Love ya. Nice one to the Cineworld. Yes, good job, man. So this advert was brought to you by Cineworld. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How are you? How's your week been? Any knife crime? Uh, Well, uh, all the knife crime in my life I perpetuate upon myself, as we've discussed. Oh, I'm aware. Uh, This fingers back to nearly a full... One. No, it isn't. It's yes, it cubed. Is. It's cubed. That square ends up. Look, that one's got a square end anyway. See, they're, they're ec- no, equals. that's not the same. <laughs> Whatever. If this one's got a square end as well. Shows me a perfectly rounded fingertip. And then this one. Oh, yeah, because that's a rectangle now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, fingernails nearly back. So, yeah, no knife crime yet, but it's uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. So, there's time. Mm. Um, and in terms of how my day's been, how my life's been, uh, better. Better than yours, Good. Uh, and uh, it's it's going to stay better because this is my week to to try and sell you on my film taste. And I this thought is. I would show you the 2022 version of the cinematic classic "All Quiet on the Western Front." This is the third time it's been remade. Obviously, I'm familiar with the first two. Super fun, it's, great times. Says a man shaking his head on an audio platform. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, this is the latest adaptation of Remarque's 1928 novel of the same name, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, it follows a new recruit in the Imperial German Army sent to battle in France during World War One. It's brutal, it's bleak, it's terrifying, and it might be... Fun times. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline. Yeah, main, main character Paul gets given a uniform that's uh, already had a man die in it. Parab- oh, that's that's yeah. how I buy all my clothes. Charity shops. Charity 100% shops. old man died in this cardigan. You, you, Sign me up, You please. double check. You double check. You're like... I definitely. Excuse me. Is this haunted? Yep. There's my two pounds. <laughs> uh, he gets a pair of boots and a rifle, and uh, he meets his company of fellow soldiers, all of, almost all of whom are too young to be able to talk to girls yet. Um, yeah, where are the parents in this film? They've like they're all, they're all either staunch nationalists who are like, yeah, you go and get that glory. Because, again, it had been so long since a war. Uh, when the First World War happened, it had been so long since a war. And no war had ever been mechanised before. So they were like, yeah, you're going to just run out with a few bayonets, shoot some rifles, do some camping, and win some territory for the for the fatherland. It'd be fucking great. It was great when I did it 50 years ago. I don't see what would have changed. <clears throat> sure. Spoiler alert, tanks. 
<laughs> I mean, all these kids are like forging signatures and shit, and then they just show up at the bases. Like, what did they tell their parents when they were leaving with their bags? Well, Paul didn't tell his parents anything. That's the whole point. Oh, brilliant. So Paul just went home and was like, Mom, I'm done with school. Yeah. Just going to go and meet Barry. And then three years later. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Wrote a few le- wrote a few letters. Awesome. Uh, yeah, basically, they they all get encouraged to go and then end up in sort of body part soup fighting men yeah. with, with spades. <laughs> Just yeah. trying to spade a man to death in body part soup while bits of limb sort of get stuck in their face. It is a, the closest thing to a, to a horror film that isn't marketed as a horror film that I could find. Yeah. Uh, how how would you describe this film, Ben? Because I, I feel like I've done a pretty bang-up job there. All right. So, as normal, with the movies that you bring to the table, Rob, I've had to study. Right, because you didn't know about uh, the fact that there were two world wars before this. Yeah, I actually confused a lot of the events <laughs> yeah, yeah. between World War One yeah, and yeah. World War Two, as uh, as we had to edit out a few jokes from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 going to take a go out on a limb here and say uh-huh. your experience of World War One is based mm-hmm. entirely on the two weeks you played Call of Duty World War One. Do you say two weeks? I've been playing Call of Duty since I was like 15 years old. Yeah, but the, the World War One one, you picked it up and you're like, oh. no automatic rifles, fuck it. Put it down after two weeks. Yeah, I was a little bit like, this grand is wank. <laughs> sort of sh- what sort of scope is this? Exactly, um, Ben. Imagine being there. Yeah, I mean, well, now my granddad was in the World Wars. He was my hero as a kid growing up. Would he tell me about them? Would he fuck? Yeah, and now you know why. That dude was like, <laughs> he, honestly, whenever I asked him about it, it was like it was like I just walked into mm. a room full of nuns and shit myself loudly. Mm-hmm. There were, it was it was dead silence, and everyone was just sort of yeah, like... yeah, because you were essentially being like, granddad, granddad, tell me about the time you buried your thumbs into a teenager's eye sockets, and he's like. Actually, I'm enjoying Christmas dinner, Ben, so why don't you yeah. just watch The Snowman again? Yeah, so Ben, this is how you prune a rose. Grandad, did you kill anyone in World War One? I? I was a teenager. Uh, and this is how you prune this rose. If you just plant those seeds there. What about World War Two, Grandad? Did you parachute in and shoot anyone in the mouth? Uh, I was six at the time. Come on, I've got those questions. Yeah! So, okay, so I've, I've done a little bit of studying. I actually, I've watched this film a couple times. I watched it once with you. It's a very... Um, it was it was absolutely it? darling watching you watching you watch this film, my little yeah, Ben Goggle very, box. Yeah. <laughs> very emotionally engaging film, um, mm. and obviously it's World War One. We know it's never going to end happy. I've written a synopsis and I've tried to sort of have some fun with it. Yeah, as you do. Paul and his buddies plan to spend spring break in France, blowing <laughs> up the landscapes with fun frolics and heroisms <laughs> for the fatherland. Unfortunately. World War One wasn't all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> Paul is forced into the trenches where he narrowly avoids death multiple times, learns to celebrate the little things, but then also watches his buddies die one by one mm. despite his best efforts to help out. It's a harrowing, deeply upsetting, but incredibly moving character study of a German soldier on the Western Front Fighting in the trenches, dealing with the, with the death, the violence, the fear, and the fucking agonizing heartbreak whilst the powers that be are discussing specifics on a fucking train <laughs> eating croissants <laughs> do you know what i loved about your synopsis there is particularly okay is the fact that it sounded and i intentionally i'm aware of this 
okay. like an early 2000s American <laughs> Pie commercial. <laughs> you know that uh, South Park episode where they, they take the piss out of Rob Schneider movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Rob Schneider <laughs> is a carrot. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like <laughs> Paul's about to find out that maybe victory is the friends we made <laughs> along the way. And just cuts to Jordan stabbing himself in the neck with a fork. <laughs> like, Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking hell. I tried to throw it off a bit. I thought if I did the first bit, like, spending spring break in France, you'd be like, oh, this guy's a cunt. He's not done any fucking research. He's just (laughs) taking the piss. And then I wanted to end it on what I actually thought. Yeah. Okay. So what what were you... Thank you. What were you expecting from this film before you watched it? Uh, Shockingly, Rob, I was expecting a uh, film about war. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, tone-wise and tone-wise and, and voice-wise and, like... I don't know any war films that are, like, slapstick, kind of, you know, fun jaunts through the fucking minefields. Um, carry On Concentrating? The, the band <laughs> oh, Carry On film? <laughs> mate, if my jokes last week got cut out and that makes it in, I'm going to be furious. Furious? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to work Readers a furious. <laughs> but then... I got carried away. My bad. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't a salute. That was an apology. Again, it was audio. It was a platform. visual thing, but for the yep, yep. good stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, mind Kampf means mind my struggle because you really are right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delicate line to tread, man. There's jokes and there's too far, and I know I don't have boundaries at the moment. I think the thing is, is that as long as the target of the joke is whichever mm-hmm. idiot is whoever's being the idiot in the situation and in this right. situation it is always you so oh, okay that's cool. you know you're not punching up or down you're punching yourself i'm punching in <laughs> punching that's what in. we all need to do if buddha taught us one thing yeah it's just punch inside <laughs> um what did i think i was going to get from this film i thought i was going to get some sort of heartbreaking fucked up story i didn't realize just to what extent yeah. and i under i underestimated how far it would go mm-hmm. what i did get from the film is about a day and a half of being sad <laughs> um, good good this is why i picked it <laughs> but i was sad but i also i just started listening to a lot of rage against the machine again right because of the, little the bit. powers that be yeah. being the fucking like knobheads on like fancy trains in big <laughs> yeah, buildings yeah, 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 and they're yeah. watching the firefights from a distance and then it cuts immediately back into the trenches mm-hmm. when people are covered in their own shit and blood and fucking <laughs> yeah. stab wounds. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just sort of like, get out there and earn us six meters of this field, please. Yeah. Which yeah, never yeah. works. It no. just doesn't fucking happen. Because spoiler, flamethrowers. <laughs> it's just stress. This film there's is stress. A, there's a great, there's a great juxtaposition in this movie, like Ben says, between um, the absolute indistinguishable from hell landscape where people are like putting thumbs in each other's eyes and mm-hmm. trying to murder each other with with rocks. Yeah, and then it will cut to some guy like wasting an incredibly well cooked dinner whilst talking about all the victories his father had and how he's going to go home empty-handed and he's just not going to be able to bear the shame. I fucking hated that guy, man. (laughs) Honestly, he's like like the end boss on Street Fighter 2. He's like the the one guy that you can't quite get past. Yeah. But all of his power comes from his moustache. Do you know what I mean? His his ancestral bloodline lies in that (laughs) moustache. Brilliantly played, though. 
David Streisau is incredible, and he's designed yeah. to make you like yeah, hate him. He's designed to make you hate him, right? But I didn't just hate him; it was like a fucking loathing. Uh, it's like a it's like an instinctual animal response. What were you expecting from it? Because we've got different backgrounds in this. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing you knew about the novel or I know the, about the, the novel. previous. All right, I, I know about no the novel. Clue. And and what this film is, what this, this the novel came out a couple of years after the war. I thought you were going to say a couple of years ago. I was like, it wasn't in like 1928. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 1928. Cool. Uh, and it was, it wasn't an angry book saying, fuck Germany, fuck the war. It was literally just a soldier being like, this is what happened. Okay. You know, we're seeing it from the German side, which is a, as a, as a British person, the guys murdering them are our troops or French troops, allied troops, right? Yeah. The good guys. The inverted commas good guys <laughs> with fucking flamethrowers letting people burn. Um, it's I don't a- know if you know this, Rob, but history is written by the victors. <laughs> and last, last time I checked, they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> that makes categorically makes the French the good guys. And that's why there. Frankenstein is the monster, not the doctor. Yeah. Because history's written by the victors. No, because he lost his diploma. On the National Express getting into the village. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. <laughs> but so this 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 story is essentially about the there's no good guys, there's no bad guys, and there's no sense, meaning, or point to any of it. It's just the apathetical meaninglessness of war when it actually comes down to yeah. what you're doing and why. Okay. And they, they tell that they tell that story a variety of ways every time they remake it. But you were aware of this story going into this film though, right? Yes, you yeah, were yeah, aware was, that, that yeah. is that is what was going on when you went into this film. Okay. It's it's a film about humanity and the loss of it. All right. Not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, I've seen war films in the past and there's always like yeah, yeah. the war's happening but you're not really focused on that. You're focused on like the yeah. character and their whatever bullshit they've got going on. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I really miss my family, but I'm in the bomb squad. And they're doing a thing. Like, there's a mission yeah. they have that they yeah, progress yeah. rather yeah. than just don't fucking die. Don't yeah. fucking die. It's survival at the most fucking basic thing. It caught it caught me off guard by a long shot. And I I think I'd appreciate, right, if... Mm. if when I start bringing curveballs to the table, <laughs> yeah, I want to watch yeah. it together so that I can have my little Rob Goggle box. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay, you know, we'll do that. Right, we'll cool. do that. Wicked. Um, yeah, I got about a day and a half of being sad. I did get some some long sort of like drawn out daydreams. Yeah. Um, mainly to the tune of I worry about so much mm-hmm. dumb shit yeah, that yeah. means literally nothing mm-hmm. in comparison to what has been <laughs> and what is actively happening like right now right now yeah yeah right now there is a yeah war i'm on. sitting around worrying being sort of like you know oh i've only got x mm. amount of cash until friday or oh, mm. payday though i'm eating this sausage roll and it's got too many cars exactly oh no i only have three <laughs> potatoes left when i really wanted four <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but it's like it's dumb shit a lot of my worries revolve around food i'm not yeah, yeah. um I mean, as do theirs in this film. <laughs> yeah, it's just, see? <laughs> Brothers in arms. But that's literally the point. That's literally the point of all that, you know. Yeah, it just makes me feel stupid for having these stupid little mm. worries about nothing mm-hmm. when there's fucking soldiers in, what did you call it? Body part soup? Body part soup, yeah. Just trying not to die, and then that's their fucking day in, day out. Mm. Yeah. It's mental. 
That's what I got from it. It's okay, I felt so sad yeah. and stupid. <laughs> Do you think it's a beautiful film? Stunning. Stunningly, stunningly done. And I think it's a, it's a huge contrast mm. to the events that are happening in the film where you get yes. these brief moments of peace and tranquility and mm. just stunning cinematography. Yeah, it's one of the, and, and we can't overstate this, it is one of the most beautifully shot scenes of horror I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like what's yeah, in the frame is the ugliest thing that you can put on a camera. Yeah, and the way they've made it look is shockingly beautiful. Yeah. Put Art the Clown sawing that woman from Terrifier in like in uh, in half, mm-hmm. but put it in front of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a similar sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's something horrific <laughs> and the backdrop of something wonderful. You get this film. There you go. I studied, yeah. <laughs> is there... Is there too much blackface in this film? Because <laughs> I gotta say, you see the soldier's actual skin very little. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I just got a fucking random flash of the makeup department going. Again? (laughs) Fetch the mud. (laughs) Fetch the mud. Fuck me. But so sorry. (laughs) All jokes aside, the one of the things. Speaking of the makeup, one of the things (laughs) they do perfectly in this film is blackface. Is blackface the amount of it, (laughs) and the fact that the fact that when they're wearing clothes, they are visibly have mud on the inside. So they're like oh, in the trench disgusting. and like they've disgusting. got their skin and then mud and then a shirt yeah. and then mud and then a jacket and then mud and then a coat. To answer your question, Rob, mm. I don't think it's it's bad blackface. I don't I'm think there's a good blackface, just to put that <laughs> sentence out there. I don't I don't mean that. There's not a good blackface at all. No. I Sorry, think the so blackface in this film... No, 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 because you're going to get a clip and I don't want a clip. I don't, I don't want it out there. I don't want it without context. You're saying that there's not a good blackface. No, no, no. I'm saying there's not good blackface. Oh, okay. There's n- uh, yeah, there's where n- are you putting the space? Grammar's very important, <laughs> and this is audio, so <laughs> it, this is a choose-your-own-adventure. If you're a racist, follow that way. If you're not a racist, follow this way. So, <laughs> By the way, if you're a racist, follow that way is the door. Please stop yeah, listening. Yeah, fuck off. This ain't for you. Go away. Um... <laughs> I don't think it's it's blackface on. Well, it's not on purpose. Not. It's accidental blackface. Is the punchline of the joke that I've just fucking scrambled myself out of. <sighs> Jesus Christ! What a long walk for a, such a small drink of water. I mean, that's essentially the the synopsis of this film. And we're back into it. There you go. There we See? go. See? There, there was a. I I do need to correct the record though. Uh, a. Mm. Ben phrased that hideously, but I'm going to yeah, keep it in because it's hilarious. <laughs> and B, I misspoke uh, not last week, the week before, where I said everything everywhere all at once had the best villain entrance. You know when Joby Tabaki's yeah. bringing in a pig and I'm like, it's the best way to introduce Is a villain. The, as Elvis and then turning people into confetti. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that yeah. noise. Great entrance. Best villain entrance in this film, The Tanks. Oh, it is a good answer. When they rush forward, yeah. there's a scene where they rush forward, they take the trench, the, the opposing army's trench, mm. whole load of human horror happens. They fucking throwing grenades into dormitories. They're stabbing people in the eyes with forks. It's all fucked. Yeah. They find, they're like, yeah, we got the trench. They eat a bit of food. 
and then the kitchen just starts rattling and rattling mm. and rattling and then thematically rats start running all the way around they pop their head over the trenches just smoke everywhere mm-hmm. and then this is these evil black completely invulnerable to their weaponry boxes of hate and death just mm-hmm. roll up on them oh it sounds like you uh you're you're rooting for the the bad guys here, Rob. Because <laughs> when I saw that scene, I was like, "Here come the boys! <laughs> here come, here come the boys to sort it all out." You know what I mean? <laughs> it's obviously not. I've got no vested interest in anything that happened. Like at all. I just watched it in sheer horror from both ends. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's um, literally the point of the film. So, so yeah. you know, they they did that correctly. It's a fucking great entrance, man. It is a great entrance. If you could put one piece of music over that scene. Benny Hill theme tune. Oh, I was going to say Zorba's dance. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I vote in our Discord for which music is least appropriate for that scene. <laughs> Benny Hill or Zorba's dance. I'm legitimately putting a link into there right now <laughs> so i would I'd, I'd say to somebody who's who's debating watching this film obviously mm-hmm. fucking watch it i wouldn't be we wouldn't be covering it if i didn't wholeheartedly recommend it i genuinely think this is one of the best films of 2022 and the reason is great film there's moments of real joy and humor and humanity okay that are really underplayed like when they get the there's a scene where they get a goose they nick it from a local civilian farmer and they come back and they cook it up. And it's not a really heavy-handed look at these boys having a nice time. It allows you to draw that conclusion. Yeah. And the second the second your heart lightens a bit and you're like, oh, look at these boys having it. Oh, fuck, they're in World War One. <laughs> like, yeah. they're meeting a nicked goose. Or there's, yeah. a, there's a bit where, like, one of them sees a sexy poster and he starts practicing how oh, to talk to a girl. so weird. It's he's just, he's so never weird. spoken to a woman before. He's like 17. That's so, where are the parents? Where are the parents in this fucking film? <laughs> Some of them are in the trenches next to him. Oh my God. Can you imagine that? You go to World War One and you're fighting with your dad. No, no. Don't take his eyes out that way. You'll have someone's eye out if you do it like that. <laughs> and when a man loves a woman very much, son, uh, they get married and they, they, they make a baby. Once you've made a couple million babies, you send them in waves against the enemy. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they're three and can walk, enlist them. Uh, one of my notes here is is to do with that. It's it's Paul's standards of happiness mm. and what constitutes a win. Mm. And in the beginning of the film, what constitutes a win is him joining his friends to go yeah. fucking fight for the in fatherland this... in the war and everyone's celebrating. And what he's been told is a glorious cause. You're the greatest generation. You're going to have a great time. You're going to go out there. You're going to fucking save the day. You're going to fight for your fatherland. This is the plan. This is where we win. This is where yeah. we take the fucking... This is where we take... Take it all. You know what I mean? That's ours. That's yours. Go and fucking do it. History's going to remember you as giants. And then they're like, you know, they're singing, they're fucking marching. Everyone's got a smile mm-hmm. on their face. The second that they get into the fucking, like, into near France or whether yeah, they're yeah. In, I think they're in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. second they get there, uh, the guy's like, are you fucking stupid? You're expected to survive six weeks. Get your <laughs> gas mask on. I can't it's fucking march. And can you imagine going from being told you're about to be a war hero and mm-hmm. save the fucking world to you're expected to survive for six weeks as yeah. if you're indebted 
<laughs> to yeah. the army for yeah, six yeah, yeah. weeks yeah, to, yeah. just to cover the costs of putting you there. You owe us six weeks, then you can die. Then you have my permission to die, Batman. Yeah, yeah, like... it's fucking horrible. And that's that's like what half an hour into the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it there's goes two hours after there. this. It doesn't get any better. Like the it, his friends are fucking dying in front of his eyes, right? And the wins come from like the goose. Mm-hmm. The goose is a is a big fucking win. Yeah, that's a big celebration in the bleakest fucking times. But then mm-hmm. times get bleaker, and more people die, mm-hmm. and there's no more geese. And there's no more fucking any of this shit. And then they're sitting around peeling potatoes. And one of the lads just fucks off with three women. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's all of a sudden somber again. Yeah. And yeah. then it gets bleaker. And you're like, holy shit, man. How much how much bleaker can this get? But, and then, then, but, but then their mate comes back. And he's got a smelly handkerchief that smells of a woman's perfume. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it took me a long time to click that that was just a handkerchief or a scarf that smelled mm. of perfume, because I was mm-hmm. like, if that is a cum rag that he's just <laughs> sharing with his mates, I'm going to be disgusted. <laughs> oh, the, the, Look the, at the rest of the film. It's not exactly fucking civilised, is it? Do you think 17... Oh, no, actually, no, 17 year old. Do you see where I'm sure. going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Dude, when I was 17, I came on everything. You being serious? <laughs> My hormones were all, like, fucking <laughs> out of whack. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like chafed my dick wanking like four times a day at 17. And that's why you needed something constructive to do with your time, like digging trenches with your helmet. And just coming into one handkerchief that's then spread around the barracks. Maybe that is what I needed, man. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You either dig trenches with one helmet or you dig trenches with the other one. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? No matter what helmet you're wearing, you're fighting a fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were saying, you know, you were comparing this to other war movies. And I would say, I think the difference I, between I this... i tell you what. Before... Right. I've studied one other war movie. Right. This one... One other. Of all, the, of all the I've, war I've, movies, I've seen one. I studied an Oscar-nominated war movie mm-hmm. um, from 1997. Okay. So it's not a Star War. No. Okay. It's technically a war movie. <laughs> it is technically a war movie. So is the Oscar-nominated Starship Troopers right. from 1997 that was nominated for an Oscar in 1998. For VFX, right? For Phil Tippett. For best visual effects. Yes. Still got it. Yeah. What I found out was that it's also a war movie. Um, okay. This is some deep research. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched Starship Troopers three times in research for this film. Um, <laughs> And what I found out was Starship Troopers is also a war movie. <laughs> it's also a war movie, but here's the difference. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Yeah. That's that's the point I've Okay. That's the point I made. Okay. This is this is what I got from because, my studies. Because, because war is fun? <laughs> no, the war isn't fun. Right. Um But playing American football and the fiddle is. And at the end of the day, I think Starship Troopers War is all about the friends we make and the loves we lose. True. Carmen, you bitch. <laughs> I've made a list. Right. Made a list of some events that have okay. happened in the two war movies that I've been looking at, right? Yeah. And I want to I want to read mm-hmm. an event from one of these war movies. Yeah. And I want you to guess whether it's from All Quiet on the Rest in Front mm-hmm. or from Starship Troopers. Okay. So, listener, we present to you Ben's years of research into yes. war movies yeah. based on 
the two war films he has seen, All Quiet on the Western Front, which he watched this week, yeah, and Starship Twice. Troopers, which is also a war movie. Also Oscar nominated. Okay, yeah, no, fair. Hasn't been nominated yeah. for as many as this, but fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, two events. Yeah. Come on, hit me. Right, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an easy one to start off with. We see Dizzy's tits. I'm gonna say that's Starship Troopers. You are correct, sir. That was a good one. That was an easy one though. That was the low hanging fruit. That was a formative memory of my ha- of my low hanging fruit, so we're good. Same. Yep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, okay. All of the white friends die. That's both films. Oh, close. Unfortunately, only one of the white friends die in Starship Troopers. Oh, of course. That yeah. was Dizzy. Yeah. See, in Starship Troopers, three quarters of the white friends live. That's true. I've forgotten that at the end, uh, How I Met Your Mother says, It's afraid, and everyone cheers. <laughs> <laughs> You mean Neil Patrick Harris when you say that? Yes, I can't you remember. Could... You called Neil Patrick Harris How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I, don't remember his, I don't remember his name. No, I, I don't okay. watch How I Met Your Mother. I'm not a fucking cretin. Barney is his name. Okay. And How I Met Your Mother was fantastic. It deserves your money. Buy it on DVD. Cretin. Um, okay. Lots of bread and potatoes. Lots of bread and potatoes. Is Lots this, of bread and potatoes. Is, is both films because they peel potatoes in Starship Troopers. I remember that scene. Interesting. You are correct. There's lots of bread and potatoes in both. Mm -hmm. Limited options for a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) I think you find this movie did get a sequel. It's called Schindler's List. Someone didn't do their research very well, did they? In fact, I'd argue most war films are the sequel to this war film. Yeah, but Paul got shanked by a basement camper and his Call of Duty career ended in like a fucking... In a couple seconds. Are you making a Call of Duty joke in our... I am, yeah. I, am, yeah. I hope you get something terminal. On terminal. <laughs> I have got something terminal. I'm terminally charming. I made a map I made a map joke then. You totally blanked it. I got... Oh, the airport. <laughs> there we go. Look at you with your Call of Duty shit. Yeah. I'm genuinely shocked right now. Yeah. I'm also sad that I missed that. That was fucking fantastic. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Terminal's not been around for a few years, but... I've not played for a few years, mate. I know, but I, dude, I'm genuinely so fucking pumped right now that you just made when a Call I, of Duty joke. When I That's played amazing. Call of Duty, I, I was called zero, uh, 007 because that was my kills, assists, and deaths. Yeah. For every round. You fucking, yeah, you were just fetching donuts. <laughs> yeah. You were running around fetching donuts, making other people feel good about themselves. Yeah. Every team needs one. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I'm so, I'm so thrown off that you just made a terminal joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's unreal. Um, okay, that it, it was it was a goofy thing. Starship Troopers is an example of a war movie that I fucking adore. Mm-hmm. It's it's similar in the ways where you've got the powers that be sort of dictating from a distance yeah. and not really understanding the the true yeah, yeah. the tr- true situation of what's going on. Unless you're Michael Ironside, in which case he just runs in and fucking tells he, him he is a boss. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, you've got a lot of the a, a, a lot of the sort of the friendships that form. I think Starship Troopers sort of took a different route where they were just sort of well, like, Well, it went maybe. satire, didn't it? It went we satire and irony yeah, yeah, yeah. and it went down the whole like, let's yeah. make them really gung-ho and let's... Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. the contrast in that yeah. is the, the contrast of the propaganda narrative and uh-huh. what's happening. Right. And this does the same thing, but it does it 
more beautifully and more realistically, whereas Starship Troopers I, does it in a more fun way. It's it's a fair comparison. Exactly. I see. This is what I was trying to get out. No, of. It's, 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 it's just it's a goofy kind of kind of thing. I do enjoy this movie. I do enjoy this type of movie. It's just it's hard when there's nothing in it that makes you feel any sort of positivity. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing. And here's the, the reason I think this film on balance, why it's such a work of art, and the story is itself is such a work of art. It is a work of art. I'm not disputing that at all. If, if you take a character like Cat, who those of you who've seen the film will know, and those of you who haven't seen the film, watch the fucking film already. Cat, mm. um, the older um, soldier who they meet when they first get to the front, who you sort of travel through a lot of the, the plot with. Wonderful human being. The amount... Wonderful human being, and it's that in the in the face of all the inhumanity and the apathy, and apathy is a real theme of this story. The apathy of the generals, and even in this film, there's this film is there's a real theme in this film of apathy uh, of nature. Like something horrific will happen, and they will cut to the most serene view of the same battle, mm. but a couple of miles away and all you'll hear is just the odd pop and boom and yeah, in front yeah. of you is this gorgeous vista and it's that sort of thing of like nature doesn't care hasn't picked a yeah. side it's completely benignly indifferent to what is going on this is an entirely human drama and yeah. it's such a beautiful juxtaposition against, I agree. against all of that apathy from the generals from nature from god like the camera keeps looking down from like god's eye view and it's just completely blank emotionless apathy mm-hmm. you've got someone like cat who takes his time to tell paul when this is over you've got he'd be goodwill hunting's paul he's like you've got to go to college because yeah, you yeah. can read i can't read if you're still here shooting frenchmen by the time you graduate, I'm going to be furious. I'm going to, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, Ben Affleck does that speech better than I do, but he also does alcoholism better than I do. So, you know, um, yeah, I think there's the subtext. He's good in the accountant, though. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> get fucked bringing the accountant up into here. <laughs> um, I think the subtext of human nature and its and its ability to to sort of irrationally against all odds and against all reason mm-hmm. still be there for one another in the midst of horror is a worthwhile thing to do in this day and age you know and no starship troopers is fun but that's a running theme that's a running theme with 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 the movies that i brought you and you brought me yeah is i'll show you something and you're like well i didn't have much fun and i'm like does art have to be fun because what you're doing okay. there is, is I'm showing you an art. I'm showing you a, a, a piece of human expression. <laughs> showing me an art. I'm showing you a piece of art, an art, an art, quantum of art, right? Look, mom, I did an art. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm showing you uh, an art form, showing you a, a, a thing that's a human, yeah. a hu- piece of human self-expression where somebody has felt a way about yeah, yeah. a thing and they've felt the need to express that. And you've gone, yeah, it's not very fun though, is it? <laughs> I'm just casting it to the side. Yeah, like yeah, that, like right? Beethoven's playing his Ninth Symphony. You're like, ugh. I fucking it's love... It's a bit fucking... I, <sighs> mate, I love Beethoven. Don't even get me into it, all right? It's not It's not fun, though, is it? It doesn't have... Right, classical music doesn't have to be fun. Classical music is, is like doing music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Like if you're fucking, if I'm sitting and I'm typing out something or if I'm writing something, mm-hmm. it's classical music because it just, it just, it gives you something to fucking work with. Yeah. Keeps you like plodding forward and it doesn't interrupt anything with like lyrics or anything like this. Yeah. Okay. Fucking so you, you use classical music as the wallpaper for your office. So we get it. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like, it's like the wood paneling. Massive of man like, of culture there. I love classical music. It's great. Great to wipe my ass with. Mate, it serves me a purpose and it does yeah. it fucking well. Like toilet paper. Exactly like toilet 100%, paper. 100%. Yeah, exactly okay. like that. It brings something to the table. So now that we've it, established that classical music is toilet paper, please tell me more of your opinions on art. <laughs> Bring something to the table. Toilet paper's great. It keeps my asshole clean. It doesn't give me paper cuts. Uh, if I spill something, mm. it sometimes goes weird, but not always. I, I get the joke, Ben. I'm curious to see that what the man who thinks classical music is toilet paper analogy uh, mm-hmm. thinks about about this piece of stunning art that I've shared with him. Does it? Does art. art have to be fun? I love it when when something speaks to me in a way. War movies as such don't really fucking aren't really my cup of tea because it is just me neither. A look at the bleakest like yep. fucking. This is how bad human is. I would this is write how bad I, humans yeah. are. Right. I agree with you. I would write all of them off. I'd say you only need one, and I would say that is this is that one. You don't have to watch the other ones if you've seen this. You get the point having seen this. No film does this this better. You get the similar point from Starship Troopers, but you don't get the sadness. You don't get you don't get the depth of it. It's a it's a yeah, subtext. Yeah, it's course. a subtext. It's of like a, oh, and also war is bad. Whereas this is like look yeah. at look at what you do. Look at what you do. <laughs> yeah, but I think the thing that I find with art, right, is I like it when it tells me something that I don't know, or when it shines mm. light on something I might have forgotten, or when it brings something to the surface that has been lying dormant for a while. Like when I look at a World War One piece of art, I'm not thinking, "Oh my god, I didn't realize that it was fucking horrendous and <laughs> <laughs> millions of people died for no reason because cunts yeah. and trains were just chatting." It was it, but whereas like the art that I that I fucking adore, right? My favorite artist, Daniel Johnston. Yeah, is literally he can take a biro to an A4 bit of paper, draw a fucking duck in a superhero costume, and I will I would literally mm-hmm. give my bank account for that piece of art to be on my wall and for yeah, me to yeah. wake up to it every morning because it is it comes from a place of such fucking childlike wonder and sincerity yep. and it yep. brings that whole it brings the feeling of being a little kid yes where everything is in front of you nothing's behind you you can sort of forget your worries for a minute yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah which is what i love with the the entertainment thing i use it as like a as like yeah, a, yeah. oh it's escapism like a step outside it's escapism yeah. rather than any form of catharsis Whereas this is, this is why you don't ask your granddad the questions. <laughs> this is, humans are a cancer. It's not the natural world. You're fucking it up. <laughs> yeah, but I think that thing of like you said way back when we started this episode, mm. um, you've been listening to a lot more Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So this as a, as a way to spend two hours for you, because you know mm. war is bad, is an emotionally engaging, beautifully shot, uh, I would say some often incredibly gripping look at human horror, right? Yeah. And because of that, you've been feeling a little bit more, a little bit more like, no, fuck you. This isn't right. That isn't right. That isn't right. When I've been got... rude to several people since then because right. I've just been in a sad mood. Bearing in mind, <laughs> Italy's just elected a neo-fascist prime minister who literally flies the flag of Mussolini. You've had... So-called American patriots doing an insurrection 
against their own capital building mm-hmm. for a jolly. You've yep. got Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. I think a film coming out and reminding everybody of just how bad bad can be mm. is an important thing to do 100%. once every 20, 30 years. And to get to see that document, because the guy that wrote this lived mm-hmm. it. He got exiled yeah. from Germany when the Nazis, yeah, yeah. when the Nazis came to power, he legged it to Switzerland. They arrested yeah. his sister and beheaded mm-hmm. her. That's fucked. That's actually <laughs> fucked. Because he'd written a book that made going to war seem bad and they needed guys to not think that war was all that bad. So this book got banned, copies of it were circulated and they were like, well, fuck this. No one's reading this. They couldn't arrest him. So they arrested her and cut her head off. And I feel like as a record of a record of of what bad can be when you've got necessarily you because I get it. You get it. We get this. But there are people out there who don't. And having a nice shooty, shooty, come see this movie. It's going to be exciting. And then you watch it and you go, oh, my fucking God, we must never do this again. Because we are doing it again. Yeah. And it does start with little things like, oh, Orange Man's quite good, isn't he? It does start with, let's have a vote and it's not that bad. Do you know what the worst thing about everything? You are 100% correct, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But the worst part about that is the fact that you are 100% correct. <laughs> and it's, it's the most... Uh, that's why I get sad at this shit. Like, this is... Mm-hmm. It's like, who needs reminding... Lots of people. <laughs> that is, but that's what makes it bad. That's mm-hmm. what I, I get. The whole film is about, like, humans are the fucking menace. Like, we are mm-hmm. a literal cancer. Yep. And then it's like... You, you look at the state of the world and it's like, no, 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 people are fucking forgetting. Mm. And now I have to now I have to watch films like this on Netflix <laughs> instead of fucking Starship Troopers for the sixth time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can also watch it and be glad that somebody's still telling this story and fighting the fight and making that film and making it this well. So I that, that we're a little bit less I'm on of a the flip cancer. side of the coin and it just reinforce it reinstates my already deteriorating view on humanity. All Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So what are we rating it? It's fucking oh, man. <laughs> One half of my brain. It's the French, and the other half of my brain is the yeah. Germans, right? <laughs> and they're both and the, just the fucking. They're in the trenches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the one side, let's call it the French. The French side of my brain mm. is like runaway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the big overbearing thing of being like, this is important. Mm. You need to pay attention to this. Look yep. how fucking harrowing it is, and it's slamming my face into the fucking body part soup. Yep. And then the German side of my brain is sort of like. I know that this is bad, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep doing it anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's something that I signed up to mm-hmm. and I can't back out an hour and a half into this film. <laughs> <laughs> I, well it's a very important film. It's fucking beautiful. It's incredibly sharp. It's incredibly well made. The actors are insanely good. It is so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's emotionally draining, mm-hmm. and I was just left fucking empty for a couple days. Mm-hmm. My heart was broken. It did everything that it set out to do. In the fact, it just it just set out to ruin a day, and yep. it ruined my day, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> That's fine. I get you know art, sad, hand in hand. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. 
an eight because of how mm-hmm. incredible, what an incredible piece of cinema it is. Yeah. It loses two because I will probably never watch this again. You know, you don't <laughs> have to. It's I not don't a... think I can afford yeah, yeah. another two, three <laughs> days of feeling like this and walking around being rude to people whilst, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, blares in my eardrums. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, totally fair. What are you rating it? I'm rating it a, a full 9.6, mate. Full oh, 9.6. that is the most amount that you can give right That's now. That's the most amount I can give you to my various nice. hand injuries, self-inflicted <laughs> <at> work. <laughs> um, oh yeah i think Good stuff i think it's uh i think you're right it's a desperately sad film but if you're in the mood to watch something that's just gonna fuck your day up if you just mm. if you're cute if you've ever slowed down a little bit at a traffic crash if you've ever watched a little bit too much 24-hour news to see if there's even worse footage of that tsunami coming up in 20 minutes oh and God. we all fucking have uh, no what? That that sort of no. vicarious sense of like how bad can bad be? That curious thing of like no, what? What what does the back of my watch strap smell like? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> then this film is for you. What are we do next week? Then this film is for you, and I thoroughly recommend you enjoy it because it's a fat nine point six. What are we doing next week, Ben? <laughs> I don't know what to. I don't know what just happened. I feel like I don't know you. Yeah, you do. The fuck smells a watch strap. Next week, we are doing Jeff Boehner's Spin Me Round. Ooh. Is it? Mm. And let me guess, it's either Aubrey Plaza or Alison Brie. It's both. Oh, okay. There we go. He managed to to get his wife and his mistress in the same film. Not mistress. It's Dave Franco's wife. How dare you? We know the Francos. We can't make more more Franco family jokes. Dave Franco's, Dave's the good Franco. Is that like the, the more good, attractive Franco? Is that the good nurse, but just yeah, sex instead of murder? <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's exactly it. Uh, we're going to be doing that's the last Jeff Boehner movie as well, man. Oh, we're bringing Jeff Boehner to a close. Yeah. I'm actually genuinely sad about it. I'm going to miss Jeff Boehner. I'm I I I get Same. from everything you've said about Spin Me Round that it might he might have done me a favor by completely fucking my view of him so much that I won't miss Jeff Boehner, but... Yeah, I don't think you're going to enjoy next week, to be honest. I really enjoy it. It's quite a sort of romance, mystery, thriller-type comedy, I guess. Okay, yeah, so standard sitcom bullshit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Maybe not sitcom bullshit, but Uh, it's not his strongest movie. Okay, I mean, this is not his strongest movie. Mm -hmm. Review from a man who watches How I Met Your Mother. I don't watch it now. I watched it when it was a thing. Okay. I was joking about the DVDs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped buying them after season five. 